You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Before we begin the questions, my client would like to read from a prepared statement. Go ahead. I would like to direct this to the distinguished members of the panel. You lousy corksuckers. You have violated my Fargan rights. This Samanambaching country was founded so that the liberties of common patriotic citizens like me could not be taken away by a bunch of Fargan ice holes like yourselves. Thank you very much. Fargan wall right now. Fargan walls at her Fargan house. How did um? How did we go eighteen episodes without using a Johnny Dangerously quote? I don't know, but I'm glad to use it for this one because I'm ready to fucking bomb the house. <laughs> okay, you're pissed. We get it. When we're we're gonna get to that. I promise we're getting to that. Um, first, welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. Welcome, welcome. My name is Devin. That's Richie, who is fuming pissed over there. I want to say this before you go into your rant about uh, you being pissed, is that um, I, when I was getting this clip, um, Johnny Dangerously is one of our favorite films of all time. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a film that we've watched a billion times over and over and over again. And I realized, I was thinking back on the... Also, another thing I want to say real quick is, did you know that... I, I, I knew this, but I f- totally forgot about it. Because when you think about Johnny Dangerously, what song do you think about? You think about the, the I want to live dangerously, the yeah, song that she yeah. sings in the thing. But the, main, the theme song of that movie, the opening uh, song to that film, do you know who wrote that? What is the opening song to that? I, I don't. I can't really tell you the hook off the top of my head, but uh, but it's a Weird Al song. Weird Al wrote the, wrote the really? yeah the theme <laughs> to Johnny Dangerously, and there's even a video. I mean, we were young when this shit came out. You know, like it came out in '84, so we would have been four years old. So obviously, we weren't into you know we didn't see the trailer and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Weird Al wrote the song, the, the theme song to that movie, and and made like a video and shit with it. And it's all him as a guy. It was very very weird. But but what I wanted to say about it was, um, let me bring this all the way down, was uh, that I realized, I, I was thinking to myself, when is the first time I ever saw Johnny Dangerously, right? And I realized that Johnny Dangerously is one of two movies, two movies in my life that I love and watch constantly, uh, two comedies that I found um, mistaking them for what I hoped was porn. <laughs> let me tell you why. Little Shop of Horrors? No, no. <laughs> Are you trying to guess the second one? That was just my guess because the no, title this, and this, I'll give, a movie I, you watched a lot as a youngster. I, I, right. But I, why would I think that? Yeah, I guess maybe. A little Shop of Horror? I, I know, Maybe like one of some BDSAM type thing. <laughs> um, uh, my, okay, so obviously Johnny Dangerously. And the story with that is <laughs> back in the day. If you want to guess the second one, I'll give you a hint. All right. It's a comedy movie. And we've already used a clip from it on this show. 
So you have 17 other, no, or 16, we didn't use one of the first episode choices to think of. I, I mean, the only thing that pops in there is UHF. No, I'll give, I'll give you, no, we, you know that I we didn't discover it that way. You can think about it. Let me tell my Johnny. Oh, what J- about Discover? What do you mean by Discovery? Well, this is the thing I'm about to tell you. Uh, okay. I did discover two movies, Johnny Dangerously being one and the one that you're trying to guess being the other one, as a young child m- m- hoping that they were porn. Because John- why would Johnny Dangerously? Be I don't know. Because here's the thing: when- it's like a porn name, Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, when, yeah, right. When I was child, when I was young, uh, it, my my parents uh, had the, the videotape, but I guess it was either they didn't return it from the uh, movie store or they had purchased it like from the movie store. But we're talking about like. You know, this is back in the day before even like Blockbuster was big or anything. It was from like a, a like a hometown movie store, and you know how they would come the, the VHS tapes. They would just come in a, in like a black case with like a white tape and like basically like handwriting on it. Right, you know what I mean? Right, so yeah. you would never see the cover of the movie. Like like if like the, they had a copy of Johnny Dangerously, but didn't have a cover with Michael Keaton and Joe Piscopo's face on it or anything. It was just a black box that said Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. So one day I found it. You know, when I was a young, when I was young, probably like, you know, I don't know, eight to ten. I don't know the first time I ever saw that movie. And I saw Johnny Dangerously and it was just so mysterious that in my mind I was hoping it was porn. And I put it in and it ended up being one with of the With those like movies. plastic clear cases they came in. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with no graphic or anything. Yeah. And the other one, the other movie, um, if you still want to guess, I'll tell you in a second, was the same concept except um, I had a VCR I think it was even one of those like top loader VCRs. We're talking like the 80s here yeah. or, or at the very latest early 90s. Yeah, right at the beta break. <laughs> and um, and uh, I had that shit and it broke. And my mother kindly brought it to um, this, which is going to sound crazy to anybody under the age of 35 listening to this right now, but a VHR repair place. <laughs> Wow. Like a, like it you know a place a guy who actually worked on VCRs to get it fixed, and when we got it back, I was all stoked that I had my VCR back, and I guess the tape that he had used to uh, to see if it had worked, you know, to test it before he gave it back to us was still in there, right? And it was a film, and it was called One Crazy Summer. Uh, and he thought that was porn. I'd never seen One Crazy Summer before. Great movie. Yeah, and I saw, and I was like, oh yes, the same kind of thing. It was like an old tape, you know, like you know, like no graphics or anything like that. So I was like, yes, this dirty VCR repairman was watching <laughs> some porn, left it in there, and now ten year old Dev gets free porn, and then it ended up being yet another amazingly funny movie. Remember when we were getting that like bootleg cable, and then if you put on Channel Zero, you get that scrambled porn, and every once in a while you see like a green tit, and you're like, where? That was the greatest thing on the face it was of awesome the i used to like i used to spank it to that At that in some ways that was almost more like erotic and a turn on than now just being able to type anything into google and watch anything happen anything because you had to like work for it yeah and sit there and hope for it yeah. it was like the same thing um as like this the first time when you were a child and you ever saw like the softcore movies like on uh cinemax or hbo like mm-hmm. late at night yeah so first off it's like the first time that you you've been up past like you know you're up at like two three in the morning and all of a sudden this like movie comes on it gives yeah, you that same i used feeling. to record like a five second clip of someone like dry humping and i used to just put it on loop and just <laughs> whack <laughs> but I, my favorite thing is that you had to you you would actually have to like 
sit through the shit because those movies weren't all well porn in general i mean i i guess people nowadays who grew up with internet porn don't know that porn used to actually have uh like like stories and and story arcs and yeah and, you like know and Dirk style. yeah and yeah. you would and you would even in hardcore porn you would still have to sit through like 20 minutes of people talking and them yeah. setting up the scene and mm-hmm. all that stuff the bar scene and the same thing with uh and the same thing with um you know the softcore porn and again in a way you you don't think it that wasn't you, just let us fuck yeah right <laughs> in a way you would think that that wouldn't work because you're like i'm here for one reason let's just get to it but in a, in another way it almost kind of made when it happened like more special because you know again we're talking back in the 80s and the 90s so if you were catching one of these movies on uh cinemax or hbo it was airing you know at that time you couldn't fast forward it you couldn't you know dvr it and then go back and f- flip through it like you had to stay with this shit while it was on sitting there waiting for a tit to pop out and then when it finally did do you remember those um uh those when again when we were very very young the remote controls were that that box that brown box yeah the click 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 yeah right next yeah. layer click 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 yeah click, yeah, click, yeah. Click. yeah so yeah. so again for anybody who's ancient as we are um there is this box like this brown wooden box that connected to the television and it was all you would click in the the uh channels it would be like one through ten was the top row and all that stuff and um, every child, uh, every porn-searching, red-blooded child, uh, when we were younger, found out very quickly that for that if you f- if you flipped on one of the pay channels, because the pay channels would come up scrambled, but if you flipped on one of the pay channels for a slight second, for like maybe one second, it would come in clear before it scrambled. Yep, yep. So we would sit there as children and get to like the Cinemax or whatever, or whatever was the Playboy channel or whatever was on, and you'd just be flipping back and forth real quick just so you could like get oh, yeah. one little like oh, yeah. shot of a tit or uh-huh. a vagina or something. Yeah, they would fly on there for like two seconds. So I'd like to thank porn for not only the the uh, twenty plus years of, ex- of of enjoyment that it's given yeah. me, but also introducing me to two of my favorite movies, Johnny Dangerously and, and uh, One Crazy Summer. <laughs> yeah. There were so many Johnny Dangerously quotes that I could have picked from from that. I film. know, I know. You know, I, know. I, I we could just fill it up. I mean, we could probably just do the next month of all Johnny because there's <laughs> there's not one point there's not one part in that film that's not funny. Every single second I of that know. film is funny. I always liked. Uh... Johnny and the Mothers are playing at the Savoy tonight. <laughs> I was thinking about that one. I was definitely <laughs> that's thinking that's about on that one. Face. Obviously, the whole Piscopo line, you shouldn't hang me on the hook once, once. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it goes on and on and on. But We're, uh, Me and you should be uh, teams here. We both wash a good floor. We're both racist. <laughs> we're both Polish. We both wash a mean floor. And we're both racist. Or my favorite part of the movie, and I was going to get this too, but I didn't know if it translated well, is uh, is um, when he's on death row. Uncle Meridian. Uncle Meridian. Anna Meridians. All the little Meridians. <laughs> yeah. I missed the bus. Well, you missed the bus. We missed the bus. When's the next bus? When's the next bus? This is the greatest shit ever. Uh, okay, so you're pissed. You're you're fuming. This is the second podcast in a row. I know you've come in fuming hot. Seventeen and eighteen. Some about them just coming numbers. in. I show up on a good mood. I'm like, "What's fuming, up, Richie?" And you're fuming. just fucking mad as shit. So, well, I go must, ahead, share. With I you. must say, my friend, once again, RTG was harassed by the police. <laughs> All right, go and right. Uh, and did a, once again absolutely nothing wrong. Okay, so uh, I'm just parked in front of my apartment as anyone does when they get dropped off. And my nosy neighbor who has a scanner, she's like Magda from fucking something about Mary. She likes to listen to everything that's going on in the neighborhood. I'm there for two seconds. The cops roll up, start writing down names. They check my name. I knew I was clear. I was all good. I'm up to date on everything. 
But over the summer, I had this uh, fine I didn't pay in Freehold, which at numerous times I attempted to pay. Went to Freehold, went to different courts, called up, did everything to pay this fine because I didn't want a lingering warrant. Mm-hmm. I had the money, wanted to pay it. This and this stuff, was a previous fine from other criminal activities. It was a, a, a it was a, a careless driving ticket that I went to court for. Had okay, a, had a fine. Right, went to pay. It. They said it didn't exist. Okay, right in the same court it happened in. Looked in the computer, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. I'm not going to give them money for something that doesn't exist. Sure, you know right. I mean? they, Why would they, you? They couldn't give me a, an amount. So what am I going to pay them, you know? So you went to the courthouse and said, I have an outstanding warrant. I want to pay it. And they said, you do not have an outstanding warrant. Have a good day. Exactly. On more than one occasion. three. I had them check three times on that particular moment. Then I went into other courtrooms to ask because I was afraid that if I went to court for something else, they'd be like, well, you have a warrant here, so let's roll. You so know you, were, you were planning... Uh, future court appearances. Future court appearances. I was very Just trying nervous. to iron everything out for when you're in court later on. Yeah, so I'm really nervous. I wanted to get rid of it. Apparently, it doesn't exist. So the other night, the cop takes my information. It comes piling out of the woodwork, of course, that I do have this warrant in freehold. Uh-huh. So, of course, I get arrested. I am treated like shit. So they, they brought cops. you down to the station? They brought me down to the station. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got arrested. I had uh, my girlfriend come and had to pay a $550 bail that I'm still catching flack for, even though it was pretty much money that I made for her. But uh, you know what I mean? She's still giving me shit for it. Okay. And um, I'm miserable because of that. I'm miserable because I had to get arrested for something that I tried to take care of myself. Uh huh. And I'm also miserable because one of the cops was great. I applaud you. But there's one cop that I do not mind saying on the air, officer, just because you're bald and have a small penis, you really don't have to get angry at everything. You really don't. Okay, I'm bleeping that out. You could bleep it out. I don't give a shit, but he could really, really kiss my ass, that guy. Because I've known him when he was younger and he was really cool. But just because he got high on drugs and really drunk and crashed into a house, he has to play Mr. Mean Cop now and take it out on everybody. Called my girlfriend a bitch. And you know how mean I am with with cops, you know? And I was seconds. I think Chris is still here. You could ask her about how she's kicking me in the leg from not, not wanting to tell this guy, you know, what he could do to himself. Right. No, I get it. And I understand. I understand your steams. I understand that um but i am going to just bleep out the, the cop's name that's all, all right that's fine it'll be like kill bill it's it'll be like mr yeah well, let's call him beatrice kiddo from now on <laughs> because my man is just so disgruntled and such a piece of crap cop because the other cop was being so cool treating it as what it was and he was treating it as what else can i get out of this situation oh he was thinking like he was actually making a difference yeah 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 when all he's doing is making someone come in and pay a traffic fine and it's like dude there's people at home building bombs right now and you're getting a hard on over taking some dude in for a traffic ticket i do that is one of the things with cops that that i that i am going to agree with is that is that there is that modicum of of taking the job way too seriously sometimes and i understand you're here to serve and protect and you want your 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 town and your 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 district yeah, or whatever protect them from me the little guy that's trying to go home and eat a fajita <laughs> no i know i but i'm saying like i understand taking pride in it but when you are just doing something stupid like hauling somebody in for a a, 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 a like a warrant out on an unpaid parking yeah, violation and, and acting or something like, like you that. caught pablo escobar yeah right, right. you know what like I mean? you're fucking serpico or something yeah exactly no i get it i get it this and one's that's going where the, straight to the mayor and that's and that's when the uh 
the ego thing comes into play where exactly. it's like, all right, man, like because it just because because you have the badge on doesn't make you the better person here mm-hmm. in this situation. Testing me, bro. Name. I, I was just like, oh, name calling. That's what we're doing. We're name calling. That's really cute. Oh, man. I wish I was on a fly because I've been there before. And I think we've referenced it on this this show before. I've been there before. Um, numerous times when, when you in confrontations with the cops and it's it's never not entertaining sometimes it's cringeworthy sometimes i'm just like oh man shut up why are you saying this whatever but in the long they run they need to know what pieces of shit that they are they really do okay well there's a lot of people and, out- and if it's gonna it's if it's gonna make me end up in tighter cuffs than before i just want them to know i want them to go to bed at night knowing man am i really that big of a piece of shit yeah, but I don't think that I don't think that bothers. Like, if they already look at you like you're the problem, so they're already looking down on you. You trying to uh, to point out their faults is I don't think that's going to make them feel any worse. Well, whether it is or not, I want them. It'll to make you, it's making you feel better. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, I got it. Good. I'm I'm not saying either way. I'm 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 saying I neutral. On I want them to know, man. I really do because there was no reason for him to act the way he did. Or it was a traffic ticket. You know what I mean? I did nothing wrong to society. I did nothing wrong. I didn't hurt anybody. I wasn't, you know, dealing drugs. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. It was a traffic ticket, and I could see if it was something that I avoided and was on the run for. But it was something that, on numerous occasions, I tried to pay and make right. So you were. So let me just get this straight. You were sitting um, outside of your apartment. You were getting dropped off. You're yep. you're in a car with a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys were, were just kind of saying your goodbyes, maybe yep. talking about shit, how, as you yep. do sometimes with the car idling, like, yeah. you know, like, okay, I'll hit you up next time, whatever. Exactly. And then your nosy neighbor saw what was going on. Um, f- now, uh, uh, okay, so th- th- thought the uh, situation was kind of suspicious and called the cops. Now, how how long were you sitting out there for? Not even a couple minutes. Oh, so you were just getting clocked. He's one of those people that just looks out the window all day. Yes. Yeah, that's the worst. Yes, I know exactly who it is, too. Yeah, that's the worst. My, my, uh. Let's say right now her car is covered in loogies. (laughs) Covered. Looks like, it looks like a flock of seagulls shattered all over her car. The band? The band. (laughs) The band flock of seagulls shat all over her car? I'd rather that, but unfortunately, (laughs) real seagulls. And then you ran? You ran? Uh, So anyway, uh, enough stupid 80s references. Um, I know a couple people like that. My, uh, my actual, my Carla, who we reference a lot on the show, um, her family's next door neighbor, uh, there is a woman there and she just stared. Anytime we ever went to her parents' house to visit, she was just staring out the window all the time, all the time. I don't understand. Like, get a life. I don't get understand life. how you could live that way. And then also, I know uh, a, a, a a close family member of mine um, went through some shit at an apartment building that him and his girlfriend lived at, and um, and it's a long story. And they were in the wrong for some things, but whatever. But um, they uh, they actually ended up in the paper for what happened. Um, unfortunately, in the police beat in the paper. And uh, and but they were cool with their their the people who owned the apartment or who ran the apartment complex. So everybody knew like what happened, but they were cool. And there was just one neighbor who wouldn't give up the fact that they were living there and was like complaining and complaining, complaining until they kicked them out because this one nosy, you know, and they didn't do anything. There wasn't like violent. There was it wasn't a bad crime or anything like that. It wasn't anything that would make you like be nervous about having these people as neighbors, you know. But uh, yeah, she fucking she got them kicked out. So I understand that it's it's that's annoying as shit. So annoying. That's that's a whole nother level than just like, hey, you were you know you guys are being too loud after ten o'clock at night or something like that. 
you know, and a painting just fell on me. <laughs> Did that fall on you? Oh, this is <laughs> not just a painting. Oh, sweet irony. Um, okay, so I guess I have to explain this to people, but uh, so um, okay, I'm gonna set this up. All right. So we were in a band, uh, and we made a couple CDs, and um, and they did okay or whatever. And and there's a uh, a beautiful present that Richie's brothers, or is it one brother? One brother. Yeah, yeah. Richie's older brother um, had made for him where he he got a. I'm holding it now because it just fell on me. But like a nice thing where uh, you know how you would display like an album, like what? Don't, don't say that. How what it looks like. <laughs> You just killed the whole story. Well, no, it looks great. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, it looks unbelievable. It's in pristine shape, and it just fell on my back. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. You're really screwing up this episode already. No, I just did. I, you know what I mean? I just didn't want it. Yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Obviously, there was something Richie didn't want me to say there, and I, I didn't say it. So, um, well, I'm sorry you got arrested. I'm yeah. sorry you're beefing with your girl. Yeah, I'm sorry that ISIS held you up in a tunnel. I'm just having a really bad day, Dev. I'm, really so, I'm sorry day. about all that. Really bad day, but I'm happy to be here because this is my only safe haven. This is it. This, this is it. an hour of 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 niceness. We yeah. already had a Johnny Dangerously quote. Everything was I going know, all right. That, that brought me up a little bit. Um, you um, you, you came up with a list today. I did come up with a list because uh, when we were on the phone yesterday, laughing about uh, all Kurt's little faults in the recording in utero. Well, don't, I, don't don't announce I, your list. Yet. I, I, I'm not gonna, but it uh, you know, made me think of something, and uh, I thought maybe it'd be you know something a little cute if we talked about Aww, it. Aw, cute. Yeah, if we uh, if we brought it up, that uh, being some of the topics that we talk about on this show. Maybe I could, uh, you know, show the public and people that don't know, you know, some of the difficulties that uh, musicians go through from time to time. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think I don't think there's anybody on this list that people don't know. Well, actually, I, I'm not going to say that because I don't know the whole list. Um, and uh, and so we're going to go through it with each other. So, yeah, we've been talking, uh, you know, I've been telling you to come up with stuff for, for the show. Let's, we're going to start trying to incorporate bits every once in a while mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Although most of it is just going to be us talking and complaining about our lives and telling us our story but but um so you decided uh to come up with a uh, top 10 list and and now i'm going to to uh commend you on this because uh i don't think i've ever heard of any other show ever having a top 10 list i mean this is a truly original idea thank that you, you. Have going you've never in. heard of a show having a top 10 no list. I, there's definitely no there's definitely no late night talk shows that i remember that have top 10 lists and there's definitely not um it's definitely not any of these clickbait websites or anything. So this is like a true. This is a true original idea that you sarcastic? have. You you coming up with a top ten list <laughs> is groundbreaking material for us. This is going to put us on the map. All right. This is this is going to put us on the map. All right. Cool. People are going to be like that. A high five podcast. They do top ten lists. <laughs> and like we've and we've never heard of that before. All right. Cool. You know, it's definitely not all over the internet. I really thought you were being serious. Everywhere you click, <laughs> it's definitely not. So you, so you said, you said, Dev, I got a top 10 list. And I said, Rich, put that shit in the awkward high five supercomputer. All right. And you did not know how to do that because you don't know how to operate no, a computer. No, I, said, I, said, I said, you're going to have to go and, uh, so, 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 the, but the information is in there. It is. So, so give me, give me a second here before we do, before you announce the name of your list. All right. Which I know you don't have. I, I can, actually I can't wait for you to even it, just It's say. just a ragtag bunch, but it might be entertaining. <laughs> no, but you still have to name your bit, right? So we're, of course, so, okay. of course. So um, let me go ahead and first, let me just dial into the servers here. And this, uh, all right. And let's see. 
You've selected RTG's top 10 list. Files downloading. God damn it. At least I was downloading in that clip. I don't download in real life. <laughs> How come everything that has to do with you on the show ends in an explosion? That was the that was uh, that was our A High Five supercomputer. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just... Do you know how long it took me to put together that supercomputer <laughs> for the show, and then I tried to download your stupid list? I drop bombs like MC Hammer, baby. <laughs> don't know what that means. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Out of all the rappers from the '90s, <laughs> MC Hammer didn't drop any bombs. I know, I know. Except too legit to quit. Okay, so what is the name of your list that now blew up the the one and only A High Five supercomputer? All right. Well, the list is going to be my top ten artists who have caught. Eating too many sandwiches from time to time. <laughs> I knew that you had you didn't know where you were going with that, and I was just waiting to see what the fuck you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, so there are a bunch that doesn't of, even make any sense. There are a bunch of sandwich eaters, and uh, oh wait, okay, so wait, let me let me let me just say it's this. fucking druggies. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but basically, the the list is top your top ten musicians who ate sandwiches. Yes. Okay. All right, many, many sandwiches. I'm talking like those like catering, you know, Mike sub foot long joints. I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to hear this. All right, so we're going to have to start with number 10 and work our way to one. Is that how it usually works? That's normally how it works. Yeah, okay. So uh, number 10 here, I got Mr. Lou Reed. Ah, Lou Reed, the Velvet Underground. Sweet Lou. I heard there was actually a bet going on who would live longer, Lou Reed or Keith Richards. And I guess Keith Richards either wins or loses, depending on how you look at it. But well, what are you talking about? Lou Reed's dead. And Lou Reed's Keith dead. Keith Richards Keith is still Richards alive. Is still alive. Yeah. Um, well, let me say this about Lou Reed. Lou Reed cleaned up in his later age. I yeah. Know that. You know, he died a few years ago when he was seventy. I remember because that was a sad, sad day. I'm a very big Velvet Underground fan. Um, but he, yeah, he was. Uh, as far as the hard sandwiches go. Um, I think he was pretty clean towards the end of his life. I don't know if that's the case for Keith Richards. But he did I. die. He did die recently, and he did die young, younger than. He yeah, no, he did. Yeah, but but he did not die as a result of consuming sandwiches. Right. Yeah. He he was he was actually pretty healthy, and he just he died. Just, of, he he just, was seven years old. You know. Yeah, and he just he lived a, a, a rough life. Right. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I I fucking love Lou Reed, mm-hmm. and um, I think you could say that that early uh Velvet Underground stuff probably wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for the sandwiches. Right. No junk, no soul. Right. Exactly. No so, doubt. No doubt. Okay. So I'm gonna have to move on to number nine here, who's Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday, super sandwich eater. All right, this surprises me because she I, died with a sandwich in her mouth. See, I did not. Know, I I consider myself pretty knowledgeable when it comes to music. Um, I like Billy Holiday. Uh, I, she's not my my favorite, but but I, I you know I know her songs. I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But I did not know if you would have asked me prior to to the, right now that if she was uh you know a sandwich abuser. Yeah. Yep. Sandwich abuser died with the sandwich in her mouth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So she. Uh, she was not doing well throughout her career, and if you listen to the song Strange Fruit, you could tell there was many sandwiches eaten before that song, but that is what makes it a classic. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, because you can hear you can hear that pain, you can hear that, you know, you can hear the lettuce, tomato, and mayo coming straight out that voice. So, if, um, 
God, this analogy is getting old already. <laughs> I know. Uh, It'll it, be done after this list, I promise. Uh, um, it, so, uh, as as somebody who uses sandwiches sometimes, um, uh, do you feel like you, you do you feel like in a place when you listen to sometimes when you listen to this music where you're like, uh, like say with Billie Holiday, did you know that about her, or did you just you heard the Billie Holiday song and you're like, I feel that? No, I knew that about Billie Holiday. Yeah, okay. But then after you know that, you listen and you're like, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I got it. I you know it. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Moving on to number eight, who is Keith Richards. Um, well, that's I, the, probably really, the, the poster child. Yeah, I really don't need to explain that one. Even people who have no idea what sandwiches are know that he eats them at a plenty. Well, do you think now he's got to be in his what mid seventies now? I'm guessing, maybe even higher for all we know. Yeah, and and do you? Th- I I know he smokes like a chimney. I know he smokes cigarettes nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Keith Richards is a testament to uh, picking one style of life and staying. I like. I think almost it's the extremes that kind of to kind of clip people down. You see what I'm saying? Where it's like like if you it, like say you are a constant sandwich eater. And then you st- and then you stop and then you start again, you know, like after a period of time, mm-hmm. and that might be a reason to go. Or if or if you're on and off with like you know you have a really early sandwich eating life and then you get healthy or vice versa or something like that. But um, sometimes it seems to me that the guys and I know it's probably rare, but and I'm sure him being a multimillionaire helps the whole situation and also having this like awesome f- free living life and no you know I'm sure no worries or anything, but um. The guys who like commit to something early and just ride it the fuck out, it's almost like your body just gets used to it. There's never any change, and you kind of just coast that out and, you know, in his case, make it into your at least 70s. Yeah, he definitely, you know, and he's but still kicking. He's definitely the biggest of all, I would say. The sandwiches. If, if you're going to ask me one person yeah. off the top of my head that I would say is a, is a musician sandwich eater, he would probably be it. All right. And for number seven, we got the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Spending plenty of their time under that bridge. Drawing that blood. <laughs> All right. So when you say the Red Hot Chili Peppers, do you you mean because I don't think Flea was a, a big into that shit, was he? I'm not. I'm not going to make a comment on that. I'm gonna if if there was a guestometer, it would tilt more towards yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Anthony. I can't picture Anthony Kiedis and Lalel Slovak doing their shit and and Flea in the corner like, no, come on, guy, don't do that shit. <laughs> It's the worst belief. <laughs> I did just uh, No, it's great. I, I, I wish you would do it more often. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess you're right because their their early guitar player Hillel he died of sandwiches, mm-hmm. and then it's been publicly known that uh, that Anthony Kiedis. I'm gonna have to say uh, if I'm just judging people here or whatever, uh, I can't fucking stand the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about their music. No, I know. I'm just saying this is the first person on this list that you've you've named so far that I'm just I I just not. I just knew that they were serious sandwiches. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Life. You know what I mean? So with that being said, let's just move right along since we can't stand Ketis. Um Ketis is the problem, though. Ketis is the problem. Actually, you know what? Dude I can't sing. Dude can't perform. I shouldn't say that I don't like the Red Hot Chili Pepper. Actually, I shouldn't say that I don't like anybody. Because all those musicians are good. Right. Flea's amazing. Uh, the guy who looks like Will Ferrell is amazing. Amazing. Um, I, and, uh, and yeah, and both of their John guitar Frusciante, players. John Frusciante. Both their guitar players. Know, he probably has his own subway behind stage. Oh, yeah. He fucking, uh, he did that solo album where it could have just been called Sandwich City. Yeah. That was, uh, but it was <laughs> yeah. actually a pretty interesting solo album. Yeah, so I take that back. I don't dislike like the Red Chili Peppers, it's basically the same thing I have going on with the Doors, where I like the band, can't stand the lead singer. You know what I'm saying? 
and uh, and uh, Keita's definitely falls into that with the whole bing bang bing da bang bing bang bang bing dang. I just I can't deal I with it. I hate that. There's one Red Hot Chili. No, there's two Red Hot Chili Pepper songs that I that I dig. Um, one's Breaking the Girl. Yes. Which um, great song. I don't know for sure, but if I'm going to guess, I'm going to say Keita had nothing to do with because it's so it sounds so different I, than other. Yeah, I think that was a Rick Rubin baby. And then um, and then the second one is that that you would know the name of it that song that they did for the Conehead soundtrack. Oh, Soul to Squeeze. Soul to Squeeze. Amazing. That's, even song. though he does do the bing de bang, boom de bangs and yeah, that or whatever, but, but I can look past that. He's baseline to right. a new level. Right. So I'll give him that. So anyway, Sandwich Eaters All. Go ahead. All right. So moving right along, we're going to have to go with my man, Nikki Six. Okay. What number is this? This is number six. I had to put him at number six for oh, being yeah. Nikki Six. With one extra X. Yes. Yes, another widely well-known sandwich abuser. Of course, yeah, of course. Known, actually, to, known ac- to drink it from a fire hose. Actually, um, actually died and came back to life. Correct. Yep, yep. Yeah. And as soon as he came back to life, ripped all his crap out of the, all his IVs out, left the hospital to go find some more sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> like that is that is devotion to sandwiches, yeah, right? Seriously, there. my uh, my favorite um, Motley Crue is a uh, is a, I don't know. I go back and forth with them. I could see them as corny, but then sometimes I also see them as uh, as like a, there's some songs that I like. The earlier stuff I like, I guess. Uh, like what's the um, what's the one song that we covered at the Halloween show? Uh, Kickstart my heart. Yeah, kickstart my heart. That's a pretty cool fucking song. Goody, and I love same old situation. That song's badass. That's not bad. I'm 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 a big I'm a big Molly. So was were they all sandwich eaters or was just Nikki Six? Because I don't know that Uh, much about them. I mean, usually when you get a band together like that, they're they're all eating sandwiches together. But some go to different extremes. You know what I mean? My I didn't read there, but everyone, everybody who I know who's you know musician or into rock music or punk music or heavy metal music or, or, or like you know the crews that we roll with everybody tells me that i have to read their their biography the dirt yeah they said that every everyone says it's the fucking greatest thing in the world but the one thing that i haven't read it and i will one day um but uh the one thing that i find funny as fuck from motley crew is apparently when they were younger um you know they all had girlfriends but they were i know what you're gonna say about the burritos yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's, it's kind of nasty if you think I, about no, it it's totally nasty but yeah. that's what makes it kind of grimy and fun is that they would they would cheat on their girlfriends and then they would they would get burritos and they would rub the they would actually stick their dicks in the burritos in order to get the smell of the other girl off their dicks instead of taking a shower like a normal human yeah, would seriously. do they just they just decided that that was the best way to go yeah it's and like, then baby you don't smell like fish but you smell like rotten beef <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, smell like fucking green sauce. Yeah, you probably smell like worse pussy than you do <laughs> if you fucking stuck with the puss. And then um, they they mainline vodka. Rich, this just in. Hang on, I got good news. Um, it looks like the awkward high five supercomputer, mm-hmm. thanks to our text here, is back up and running. So I'm gonna try to get before you. I'm gonna try to get the rest of this list going out of here real quick. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm just gonna try to uh, control alt delete and then. Uh, oh, here we go. You've selected RTG's top 10 list. Files downloading. Again. Sorry, I'm sorry. You know what's weird? That uh, that computer voice sounds familiar. It's a nice sounding voice. I mean, don't get me wrong. It just sounds kind of familiar. 
Anyway, can you, you think you could do the rest of this from memory? Because our supercomputer just keeps blowing the fuck I'm up. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. What did I leave off at? Nikki Six? Nikki Six. I, well, Nikki Six. The burrito six, dick himself. Nikki Six only leads me to one other man. Oh. Sid Vicious, baby. Ah. No future. Ah, personal favorite. No future. No future. Um, yes, obviously, giant sandwich, uh, giant sandwich addiction. Yeah. Um, Bass never plugged in. Never plugged in. Never tuned. Um, the strings uh, were never taunt enough to actually play bass on. <laughs> Don't even think he actually played bass. Mm, it definitely there. was not, you know. Well, the Sex Pistols were kind of, you can make the argument, and I'm a Sex Pistols fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, I know there's some uh, punk people, uh, punk aficionados that I know that don't give the Sex Pistols any credit. Um, for the reason that I'm about to say, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm not one of them. Um, I understand the whole thing, but I still the, uh, never mind the bulks is still an amazing album. I think it still changed. I don't think it had the impact that the New York stuff, uh, like the Dolls and the Ramones and and stuff like that had. But as far as shaping what was to become punk, um, the I think culture, the style, the dress, right, and the, and the whole thing was Malcolm McLaurin or, or, or was uh was the guy to put that together um and and uh so a lot of people he had that sex shop sex right, right yeah. yeah and uh he was a clothes designer in england he found these dudes on the street uh sid vicious was not a part of it then he put this band together he was a groupie it, basically the whole point that some people make is that the sex pistols were basically the punk version of a boy band right kind of like an NSYNC or yeah Backstreet they, Boys they, they were put together by right. a guy right exactly and told what to wear exactly but but you know what uh they, they were still decent musicians they still wrote really good songs. Um, you know, Johnny Rotten wrote some poignant lyrics. Uh, then they had everything going. But then, yes, they brought Sid Vicious in, and Sid Vicious was basically brought in more for his look and his. He was kind of already like a well-known kind of uh, like maniac on the streets that everybody knew Sid. So they kind of brought him into the band to kind of boister that image a little bit. Yep. and it had nothing to do with his uh, with music his musicality. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. And he was not. just a giant sandwich addict. Um, and, uh, as far as the punk community goes, I would definitely say he's probably, he's probably the Keith Richards of the punk community. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess the only other one that you, well, you know, there's Johnny Thunders, um, but, but I would say, uh, Gigi Allen would probably be the other one, but. Well, Johnny Thunders was a guitar player. Yeah, but no, I know. I'm I'm just saying, as far as as being like one of the fathers Image of punk style. rock, who eat, who ate sandwiches, I got you. you know, oh, I got, I got yeah, because you know, the, the, all that. Oh, they were a bunch of sandwiches too. But um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, so yeah, w- w- so that's the way that it goes, and everybody knows how that ended, and and yeah. she got a little stabby in a yeah. hotel room one night. It became no fun at all. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, I'll give you that. Sid Vicious right. is number four. I'm, no, I'm, Sid Vicious is number five. Number four is one of my personal favorites. Oh, Sid Vicious is number five. I find that a little high for I'm, this list. But. I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe he should have been number four because this number four guy, I don't know. His, like, I think he was more of on the uh, toot, toot train than he was on the uh, slower train. But I'm going to have to go with... <laughs> what does that mean? Cocaine, my friend. Oh, okay, cocaine. Okay. <laughs> Riding that train high. Up yeah, the toot toot. Okay. So uh, I've never heard uh, it's uh, cocaine named toot toot before. Yeah, you know you toot. I must be high on toot. No, I've never heard that. Never before. heard that. Mm-hmm. I think it's an eighties term. Okay, but I it fits. That was it, but it fits the moment because uh, number four would be Mr. CC Deville. Okay, yeah. Uh, CC, yeah. come grab the guitar and talk to me. Yep, CC. My man was wrecked. I mean, he didn't move on to sandwiches after he was done with the train. 
you know, but he moved on to sandwiches. Remember, he gained all that weight. That is my favorite fucking thing that I've ever seen on a um, uh, uh, behind the music before. When he got all fat, is he got he he gained uh, like. 200 pounds because he was like he was actually in a moo like homer simpson style. yeah big time moved back in with his parents and uh gained all this fucking weight and then um and then like i guess he starts doing fucking snap again or something because i don't know how you drop that number one he is so tiny that i don't understand how a human body could even um like fucking expand that much like how could you gain that much weight without previously being that that fat already because there's pictures of him on that behind the music where he's literally in a moo and you're just like, holy shit! And I, and I th- felt bad for him because I like CC. I like CC too. Believe yeah. me, I like CC a lot more than that fucking rap bastard Brett Michaels. Believe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, fucking um, yeah. And then he uh, and then he loses all the weight again. His family gets him back on track. And then his big like his big welcome back thing was he was on Celebrity Jeopardy. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then it's skinny CC again with his cowboy shirt on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was looking pretty good. Yeah. So I don't think he was a, he was he was he falls in a sandwich category. But yeah, he was definitely more into. Uh, and you know yeah okay go ahead so and the next guy also he also done a plethora of drugs so i don't know exactly how much he was into sandwiches but just like his strung out stage mr johnny cash folks yeah my man another one chewing his face off at shows another one that you don't think you wouldn't think if you're like a casual music fan or or don't know much about sandwiches and and stuff like that um, that's another one that you wouldn't think off the top of your head, but yeah, definitely he was. Oh uh, man, he was bad news. I seen some videos of him looking like shit. Yeah, yeah, like how you say how they all fit that same image at one point, right? Where they look like they lost a chromosome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man lost two chromosomes. <laughs> he looked like shit when he was all whacked out. And rumor has it, apparently Elvis is the one that introduced him to those drugs. Oh, I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see so, that. So, I mean, he was in bad, bad shape. So, we, you know, everyone's seen the movie with Joaquin where he got all whacked on stage, started stomping out lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably the funniest moment in any movie. I, lo- <laughs> I laughed in my head. Johnny's here, comes out whacked from behind the stage. Like, <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> You love the the music biopic. Oh, my! you know my biopic thing. I wasn't a giant fan of that movie. It was okay, I guess. I thought, I, you know, tell me it's a true story. I love it. No, I get it. You know, I get it. Write a movie about it like a 900-foot eagle, and I'd be like, was it true? Johnny Cash, another one that lived to a, a ripe old age, right? He died yeah. in the 70s, I believe he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, you know. And he put out that that weird album where he covered like an, an ex, a Depeche Mode song or an, yeah, an, an a Nine Inch Nails song. Let me say this about, and, and this is finally coming to light. I've actually heard this a few times recently and it's made me happy. Look, I love Johnny Cash. Um, I, I do. Uh, he's one of the few country musicians that I, can, that I listen to, that I can listen to. I think he's a great songwriter. I think he's a good lyricist. Um, a bard, if you will, uh, but um, there's no way that his his version of Hurt is better. That I hate when people say, say his that his is Nine better than Nine Inch Nails', Nails version. Nine. It's fucking not. I understand that some people don't like Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I personally do like Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lump them in with like the, the the butt rock from that era. Like a lot of people see Nine Inch Nails as the same as like Marilyn Manson or like Corn or something right, like that. You know. Right. So and I understand where people come from. So they're just like they automatically say they don't like Nine Inch Nails. And I don't get it. I fucking love that band. But listen to Johnny. I get Johnny Cash is hurt. It's a no, there's a novelty to it. It's 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 fun. I've listened to it. I like it. 
listen to Hurt by Nine Inch Nails and listen to Hurt by Johnny Cash, and I'm fucking sorry. The Nine Inch Nails version yeah. blows away no the Johnny way. Cash. No way. But I've been hearing that for years and years and years. Oh, the Johnny Cash version is better than the Nine Inch Nails version. It's not bad. It was interesting that he did it. Yeah, let's, right. Let's leave it at that. Another Rick Rubin thing. I mean, Rick Rubin did that album. Did he? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, it, it, it's it cool. It was cool that he did it, but it's not a better song. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's let's leave it at that. Okay. So we're going to move on to number two, who was a complete shit show. And I watched a video on her, and uh, she was just in shambles. And I kind of almost felt bad watching the video. But poor, Oh, poor, I think I know who you're going to say. Poor Amy Winehouse. Yeah. And there, and I, th- th- apparently there is a, um, a documentary out now that I'm dying to see. Yeah. I, I feel bad for that girl. Like she, I did too, man. There's no way she could get out of that addiction. She was so deep. She was so depressed and... You know, it, it was, but you know, I seen a video of her drugged out of her mind on stage. If anyone wants to take the ganders at it themselves, but uh, yeah, we we were actually looking at clips before before the show, and and we were looking at that one, and we were going to play it, but there's real audio wise, there's really no way that you could like. Oh, tell. here's the crowd booing because it sounds so bad. Yeah, but you could tell by looking at her. She's and you know what's weird about it is that she just looks, and she was. I mean, she died when she was what twenty seven. Yeah. So on this clip, she was probably I don't know twenty four, twenty five, something like that. She looks like a young girl who's too fucked up. In a situation, and you, you've seen it on 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 you know in your girlfriends or or a friend, or you're at a party, and there's that one girl who's in the in, in the chair in the corner and is too fucked up, and her friends yep. have to drag her out of there. Yeah, you know, and, and it's you like feel bad. You feel bad, yeah. And you yeah. think you think of Amy Winehouse, and you think of somebody who would like you know because she was she was a superstar as far as music goes, and, and made a whole bunch of money, and people looked up for her and all this stuff. And obviously, she had all these drug problems, these sandwich problems, but um. But like you still kind of give her like a little bit more credit, or like maybe she has her shit together a little bit more. And when you watch that clip, you do just see like a fucked up, kind of confused little girl on stage. It's it's kind of it's kind of hard to watch in a little bit of way, especially now that we know how it ends. You know? Yeah. But but um, Winehouse apparently did not die from sandwiches. She died from uh, withdrawing from alcohol. Yeah. Which which I did not know this. Which and, is the hardest thing to withdraw from. From yeah right yeah. I think maybe you told me this fact. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That and benzodiazepines, but more, you know, alcohol is, you can't just tell an alcohol to stop drinking and lock them in a room. They'll fucking die. Right. There's so many medications for alcohol withdrawal that it's so scary. Right. It's so scary. Yeah. That's a shame. She was, uh, she was, um, a real, she was the real deal, I would say. I mean, her music shot you back to that early, uh, girl group, Ronettes, that kind of thing, you know, which was, uh, yeah, which I thought was cool at first until I realized that she was going to bits. No, I know, but I mean, her music, that album is amazing. I still listen to that album. It was a good CD. They they did it well. Yeah, no, so. All right, that's number two. So, uh, Amy Winehouse, Mm -hmm. higher on the list than Sid Vicious. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Coming from you, such a lifelong punk fan. Love punk, but I'm saying, like, you know, Sid Vicious was so young, he didn't do heroin for that long. Right. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't this lifelong heroin addict that people think. He was like the most straight, he was a drunk, but he was the most, he was, he's a 20 year old kid. You know what I mean? Well, how just, old was he when he died? Like 21. No, I think he had to be older than that. I think he was 21, 22, bro. Really? Yeah, ma- 23 tops. Okay. But once he once he met Nancy, because she hung out with the dolls. So she was like, Sid, try some heroin. Right. We had a dream. We had a dog. And we loved him so much that we, we ate, ate him. him. <laughs> Hairbrush. Toothbrush, <laughs> things in doctor's office. All right, sorry, we're just doing state bits. I got to. We love the state. Oh, uh, but uh, anyone who's listening knows we do. 
He was, uh, he died when he was 21 years old. Ding, ding, ding. You got that shit on lock. Yeah. Young cat wasn't doing dope for that long. She took a hold of him. He loved her because I guess she supplied him with his drugs and he just went down the tubes real quick, real quick, you know? And then allegedly stabbed the shit out of her on his way down. Yeah. And then he was having no fun at all. And uh, I believe there's still a number one to get to. No, now I'm gonna—I don't—I don't know this for sure, but I think I'm gonna be able to guess what your number one is. Of course, because he's—he's he's a mutual. I—I uh, uh, I would say I use this word lightly, but I'm gonna say idol of ours, of uh-huh. both of ours. Of course, um, hit at a very early age. Uh, just had a another documentary come out. Yeah. Um. Well, go ahead and say, it, and I'll talk about it. Number one is Mr. Coke. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, of course. Of course. Here's the thing about Kurt Cobain is that, uh, you know, you knew, like, you knew that he was fucked up. Um, you know, he, he had talked about it in interviews when he was still alive. Um, and we were young at that time, you know, like, he, he died when we were 14. So, like, we were listening yeah. to Nirvana for, like, from the time we were, like, 10 to when we were, like, 14, you know? Right. So, you can't grasp what that is at the time. Um, but, uh, but, you know, he always said, oh, I use these drugs because I have these, this chronic stomach problem. Right. And, uh, it's, you know, and I don't want to be like that and everything. And I always believed that, you know, and I still do in a way believe that. But did you watch Montage of Heck? Right. I did. There is footage in that specifically one scene where they're trying to cut Francis Bean's hair and he's fucked up and he's holding her and he's like full on nodding out fucked up that I, I i've 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 listened i've liked this guy my whole life i've listened to his music again he like got me into music in a certain way when i was young enough um and i as an adult now as a 30 something year old adult watched this thing and saw him fucked up holding his daughter and i wanted to punch him in the fucking face yeah. like i it was like it was such a visceral reaction i had because he he was it was the whole thing it's disgusting the fucking it's eyes disgusting. slammed shut the fucking he's nodding back and forth you don't they're, do that with a child in your own they're going they're, well yeah whatever it was just it was just seeing him that fucked up on heroin even though that you knew that he was a he was a heroin addict right um just seeing him that fucked up it was almost shocking like it was it, it was that was the one thing that i took from that documentary if you guys at home haven't watched it and you're any close of a fan of nirvana or 90s music or anything definitely watch it it's amazing but but uh that was the one thing in that movie that stuck with me is that one scene it's just fucking you know and they're all fucked up courtney love's got her tits flopping all over the place the whole time and shit like none, none of that whatever that's disgusting. all disgusting that's Village all feeders. that's all fine don't care you know i, I care because they're disgusting tits <laughs> You know what? Well, you know what the thing is about those tits, though, is I think that she, that, like, they had just had a child, and apparently that changes things. See, uh, yeah, mean you yeah, don't, yeah. mean you don't know that because we're not fathers, right? Or have ever stuck with a woman long enough to even get close to that situation, right? But um, apparently, because if you see her in, like, say, uh, I mean, I know it's a movie, so there's probably makeup and shit, but say, like, uh, what was that Larry Flint movie she did with the People versus People Larry Flint? She's naked all over that whole fucking thing, and her tits don't look like that. Nah, you know. So I don't know. But anyway, this whole conversation isn't Courtney Love's tits. This conversation is seeing Kurt Cobain that fucked up on dope right. was very was very crazy to watch right? right and you know I was listening to In Utero this weekend and I was thinking about how bad he was on heroin during that time and when you go into a recording studio and you're there with your friends pretty much living in the studio you're gonna have to get off dope so like I hear him coughing and sneezing throughout the recording of the record and I'm like my man's withdrawing on this record Oh, he's, okay. He's, he's not, That's interesting. He's not feeling so well. And that could be part of the reason why the record sounds so good cuz he's not high. You don't so you don't think that he was high during the recording of In Utero. Maybe he got some tasters, but I'm saying he was more 
I'm saying he was lighter on the sandwiches than he was heavy. Yeah? Yeah. And you think that that's where the... Because there is a certain couple, now that I think about it, there's a couple instances on that album where he does like kind of like cough. Sneeze a lot. Play. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I always wondered if they did that on purpose or like, like did he write that in? Like, okay, so the verse, chorus, um, pre-chorus, uh, verse, bridge... Sneeze. Then I'm gonna throw in, I'm gonna throw <laughs> yeah. in a little cough there, yeah, and then uh, or a little no. snicker or something. My man's under the weather. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the bleeps, the creeps, and the creeps. All right, you know a lot more about the subject than I do, so I'm gonna trust you on that. Yeah, and that's I a could, very interesting oh, I, theory. I could spot a man withdrawn from a mile away, my friend. Okay, yeah. I'm. Uh, that's an interesting theory. That yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Kurt Cobain, number one, of course. So there it is, man. <laughs> that that was that. In my opinion, those are the top ten dudes that. I pretty much thought we're eating sandwiches throughout their whole entire career, let alone perform on them. Yeah, that, and that's a pretty. And again, like there are there are some other ones out there that. Oh, I, I thought of plenty while I was writing it. I just tried to narrow it down. Do you but, know what I found out the other day was that? Um, and this is an interesting one that I don't know if you would if this would uh, you would know this or not. But um, Tom Petty. Oh yeah, he said that like the whole '90s he was on dope. Yeah, that's weird to me. Like I always thought, you know, obviously Tom Petty's a fucking weed smoker, and like you know, uh-huh. I'm sure that he, uh-huh. he fucks around with shit. But Tom Petty on heroin, I never saw the connection there. But he came uh, out and said that I could see the connection. He just he, he like when you say they look like him, I think he's a looker. Really? Yeah, totally. Mm, I don't why because he's so skinny. Well, he's got that Bill Murray face. Or is it because he did that weird Alice in Wonderland video? Where no, oh my god, when I first saw that video, I was ten years old, and I really did have nightmares. That song, "Don't Come, come Around Here No, no More." more. <laughs> yeah, that that's scares me out. a little bit, man. Yeah. Fit it up. Stop that shit. That's freaky shit. All right, Rich. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna. I just got word from our uh, awkward high five technicians that our supercomputer is uh, is up and running. Thank God. I yeah. thought I thought I really put a damper. So on I'm that. gonna just to put a to put a bookend on this on this on your list or whatever. I'm gonna try it one more time. But if this thing fucking explodes again, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, well we pretty much did. <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much did. Well, I guess our supercomputer has the inside the mind of RTG drop on it. <laughs> no, let me check with the supercomputer now, though. Oh, seems like everything's operational. You selected oh. RTG's top ten list files downloaded. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. My bad. My bad. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna have to have our a high five technicians working on it anymore. Yeah. I do. I, I do have to say that's a, a pretty sexy sounding computer. It is. If I was gonna go with computer voices, I I think I'm I'm just gonna say that sex personified mm-hmm. that that I don't I don't know. I've never met a human being with such well, a sultry. You know what? Voice I was before. always turned on by Joan Rivers and Spaceballs. Something about her. So you were basically just turned in on by Joan Rivers because they didn't change her voice. <laughs> Not the voice. Oh. I'm talking about the, oh, the metal bot robot. itself? Yeah. I would have threw those metal legs over my shoulders and went to work. Be, uh, I, I I never understood why she yelled at Bar for looking up her skirt. I was like, to see what? Just the fucking <laughs> yeah. the copper that is everywhere. Does she have like a little copper camel toe yeah, up there? Yeah, a little copper moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I just hope that that top 10 list, you know, sheds some light on some people to where they know how many people out there eat sandwiches <laughs> while they're performing. I'm going to say that there is no surprise. Well, I, that doesn't even make a dent in no. the music Well, world. I mean, it's pretty much synonymous with, with music, you know. Yeah. I think it was a pretty thorough list. I think you hit some different genres, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. So 
Um, uh, good list. Thank you. And come Thank up with you. more of them. Thank you. We now have the drop, and hopefully things won't explode All next right. time. But right. maybe we'll make this a reoccurring list. segment of Richie's top ten list. I'll try because again, such an original idea. I mean, it's just it's so original that that I can't even I deal with it. I know. I heard like David Letterman called me, and he's like, "What did you do on that show? David what are you gonna Letterman. do?" He's like, "You did a top ten list," and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Holy shit, we gotta try that shit." I was like, all right. Was this before or after he retired? It was, it was while I was uh, while I was writing it. He called me. He has my personal number. Oh, okay. Yeah, we stay in touch, me. Okay. Because he's not on the air anymore, so he's, he's just not. doing top tens at home. Yeah, well, I get advice from him from here and here. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. No, good, good enough. So, so, all right, cool. Yeah. I know. Hey, look, I think it's original as shit. I think we're doing some groundbreaking material right here with the top ten list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just gotta say one thing, Dev. You know, I've been thinking more and more about this, and I'm really stoked about throwing this party one day. I say we're gonna have to, instead of me eating the goldfish at a hundred reviews, I think that's when we throw the party, and I'll eat the goldfish at the party. Okay, yeah. Because I want to throw this party, man. I want to. I want. Right. I want to have a good old time. We're not gonna rush into anything. I, but I want to bring our. I want to bring our uh, AHI five community together. Okay. In person. No, definitely. Um, we're still building that community, so yeah, so, yeah. so it's going to take time. Not anytime soon, but you know it's going to take a while to get those reviews. All right, know? so here's what Richie's referencing to to all you folk at home is uh, I put something on the interwebbings the other day. Um, that uh, we so uh, if you listen to last episode, I was saying that we need reviews on iTunes. Um, so if you would be so kind as to go to iTunes, find the Awkward High Five podcast and write a review. Um, just write a couple words. You can put whatever you want. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be interesting. It's more just the, the whole, the whole bulk of the actual, uh, reviews. The more reviews we have, the higher up we are, the more eyeballs that see us, the bigger that we were able to grow this high, uh, high five podcast. And people could hear quality bits like Richie's top 10 list and stuff like that. <laughs> Plus us talking about all of our, our problems and, and, and all that shit, which is what we want to do. Um, so I put something on uh, Facebook saying that if we get, and we're holding to this, once we have a hundred written reviews, um, that you will again, once again, revisit the whole swallowing a goldfish angle right, that you did right. way back, way back a decade ago well, I think in we're college. We have to do it in person. That's why I think we should right. save it for the part. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if we did it here, unless maybe we periscoped it or we put it on YouTube or something like that, mm-hmm. we would, you know, but that's a good idea. So let's get to 100 reviews. Once we get to 100 written reviews for the Awkward High Five podcast on iTunes, then you are locked in, Richie. RTG is locked in on the fact that he's going to swallow a goldfish. Yes, sir. And uh, and then we will do that at whatever juncture that we plan this this party that you're talking about, which would basically just be us renting out a venue someplace, maybe getting a couple of our musician friends to perform, maybe getting a couple of our comedian friends to perform. We'll do uh, we'll either do the whole show on the podcast, or maybe we'll just do an hour of the podcast, or come in and out, or we'll host it. Who knows? It's up in the air. This is just a little seedling of an idea that we have right now. But the important thing is that uh, you go on the iTunes and write the review so we could get you to spoil that goldfish. Right. And then also we could have the reviews. And again, like I said last episode, I hate asking people to do shit like that, but it is pretty important for podcasts. And people have been leaving reviews. No, and thank you, everybody. It's, it's been amazing. Everybody, especially uh, at the real fake Phil with two L's. I'm just going to say, I just want to shout a little shout out to you real quick. Actually, a shout out to everybody who wrote a review so far. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and uh, if you do write a review... Uh, you could email me at awkwardhighfivepodcast.com. Uh, 
dot com. What? Awkward high five podcast at gmail.com. Oh, at gmail. At gmail.com and say, hey, dev dag. Because I go on awkwardhighfive.com and our website is there. No, no, no. That is our website. But oh, I'm saying if you want to email, email us. Or you could go to our you could go to our website at awkwardhighfive.com yeah. and then hit the email button. Right. And go from Even there. Even on Facebook, you could send a message right to send you. Send a message through Facebook. There's multiple, there's a plethora Yes. Of uh, of angles in order yes, to get in touch is. with us. If you leave a review on the on the iTunes thing, send me a message and say, "Hey, uh, I I left a review." And then um, we're getting a whole bunch. We're 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 ordering merch. Uh, the stickers are on their way. I think we have a hundred coming, so we don't have a ton. But um, but if you just leave me that you left a review and your in your address, I'll definitely send you out a few stickers for that. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you know, when we have shirts and stuff, if you come to the party that we're gonna throw. Uh, you know, all that stuff. All that stuff is going to go down. But for now, do us a favor. Go on to iTunes. Write a short review. It'll really help your pals, Dev and Richie, yeah. out. And, and we've really been loving the it. reviews. You guys have been really nice. And, you know, it's nothing but uh, nothing but good feedback. And we're really happy about it. Oh, so. that's nice, Rich. It's very warming up to the audience. It's well, very nice. I like them. I'm going to have to say that you have come uh, a full circle this episode because you, you started this episode pissed. Yeah. And now you're, you're warm well, like, and loving. Like I say, this is my, my favorite thing to do in this world. So when I'm here, I feel good. Okay. And it, it takes me away. Out of all the things you do, this is your favorite thing to it, do? Yeah. Okay. And it takes me it takes me away from all the bull crap that's out there and all the bull crap that I deal with from people that give me crap from when, no reason whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we saw where you're going with that. Um, I wanted to say real quick, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Um, and we uh, we will not do another podcast until Friday, which is the infamous Black Friday. Yes. And um, I just wanted to say, look, it, it, there's, there's so much shit out there. Uh, uh, with this and that, and I understand both angles of it, but um, I'm very against consumerism. I think consumerism mm-hmm. is a uh, especially after that you're thankful for what you got. <laughs> yeah, I think consumerism uh, at the height uh, uh, at the out of control height that it is in this country mm-hmm. right now um, is, is a problem. And uh, and I look, I understand that you know there's families out there, and you're on a budget, and you have Christmas that you're looking forward to, and you got to get little Timmy his fucking his whatever his iPad or something like 19. that or whatever, yeah. and all that stuff. And um, but here's the thing: let me tell you, as somebody who who worked in retail for a very long time, I, I worked in a, I worked in a specific sect of retail, so I can't really speak very much for like the toy stores or the electronic stores or the big box whatever. Um, but, but, uh, I've worked, I've, I've managed stores. I've worked a bunch of black Fridays. And, uh, if I could pull back the curtain a little bit and let you know that there's no, none of these deals that you get on black Friday are for real. There's, there's some, there, there's maybe like five or six, like I, like, so they'll say, get a, uh, a 42 inch flat screen TV and they'll put that in their flyers and then everyone will line up for that TV. And then there's only five of those. Yeah. And then everything else that they have that they, people drop macho man elbows on it. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and here's my, that TV gonna get it from me. and I say this all the time and people get annoyed at me all the time. So there, there is really no way to fight mass consumerism in America, but I'm just going to make my voice heard. That I understand that you might want to go 
someplace at midnight. No, I'm, I shouldn't say I understand it because I don't. Personally, I do not understand that. But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that if you want to leave your, your warm family home after having a nice dinner with your whole family and then go wait a- around the corner at a fucking Best Buy at midnight or whatever. For, for to get <laughs> To get $50 off something that is already marked up 300%. That, you know, it, it, it's it, it just if you're going to do that, uh, just do me a favor. Take a look at yourself and just see how fucking silly you are. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it, I, I, I'm trying to, to hold the line where I'm, I don't want to, like, offend anybody and say, like, oh, you're wrong for doing that because everybody has their reasons. But just do me a favor. If you listen to this podcast and you are one of those Black Friday shoppers, just maybe take take a second out of why you're rushing around trying to grab these deals or whatever they are and kind of look at the whole situation and see how incredibly ridiculous it is, because believe me. It is incredibly ridiculous. I, I again, I worked retail for a very long time, um, and I will never, ever shop on Black Friday. It never, will never happen. Never have. Never will. No, it, 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 it'll, it'll never happen. No. It's it's a rip off. It's exploitive to the people take part of it. Um, almost all of these deals, and and another little industry secret I could tell you about retail is that these one day sales now. They don't exist anymore. So, so like the Memorial Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day, fucking blah, 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 Monday sales. All these companies now, these sales last for at least a four-day weekend, so Friday through Monday, or uh, or a week or something like that. So all these deals that everyone's lining up for to get, to trample over each other to get and all that stuff, you're going to be able to get those Besides the five flat screens that are two hundred dollars that are going to sell it in three seconds, and, that's the only and, and thing. it's and it's Johnny from the warehouse's fucking uh, aunt who's the first one online anyway. Yeah, you know. Um, it, but otherwise, you're going to be able to get this anyway. So just be courteous of other people. Stay with your fucking families. Yeah. Enjoy the holidays. Don't slap on Ric Flair figure fours in the middle of the uh, yeah. aisles and shit, looking like you're tough. And just stop being mindless consumers, and maybe we'll be able yeah. to change this country for the better someday. Yeah, that's absolutely. all. Not to get serious at the end of, the, but but I do. I say this every year. And nobody ever listens to me, and I'm going to continue to say it until I die. Mm. It's just, you, you just mindless consumerism needs to stop in this yeah. country. Yeah, uh, you know, write that review, people. I miss your taste and your oh man, I hope the song doesn't explode. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to this episode of yeah, the Awkward High Five Podcast. Um, we will be back on Black Friday. Yep. And uh, we'll have another one for you then. And so. that was not a racist remark. No. That was just... <laughs> just, just, just. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. kiss you in your tight white dress. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.